Uh, Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. I mentioned uh, yesterday when the um, uh, wonderful people from Eichler's were here rec- making recommendations of uh, of Parsha books. One of them is, of course, the Parsha book by Rabbi Yudin. Uh, I want to highly recommend it, uh, not just because I've had a role in it all these years um, by presenting or by Yudin on Fridays, but because it is really an amazing collection of um, of uh, a different um, uh, different passages about the Parsha. Uh, check it out, uh, Rabbi Benjamin Yudin. Just search it online and uh, get it in your library and use it at your Shabbos table each and every week. This time, each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody, and good Chodesh. Today being... First day of Rosh Chodesh, Mar Cheshvan. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Noach. Parshas Noach, as Parshas Bereshis did, Parshas Noach spans the second thousand years of world history. It is not a, quote, happy Parsha. In fact, the very introduction to the parsha, whereby the Torah tells us regarding Noah, in the very first verse, he is an ish tzaddik, as well as tomim He was a righteous man, and he was perfect in his generations. The rabbis understand the term tzaddik to refer to his interpersonal relationships and Tamim in terms of his relationship man to God. And so Noah lived both in the early part of the Parsha, which deals with the generation of the flood, the Dora Mabul, and there the Torah tells us that Batimole Haaretz Chamas, the land was full with robbery corruption, and therefore it had to be destroyed. Noah excelled in the area where they failed, namely man to man. And in the second half of the parsha, where you have the Dor HaFlaga, the generation that tried to build the tower, and according to our rabbis, their primary goal was to rebel against God and to make sure that he would not bring another flood as the first one came 1,652 years after creation they would make sure that he would not be in control to bring another one at that same time in the future so there while they rebuilt against God and hence were dispersed, Noah was the Tamim in that generation as well. But my problem is the following, that Noah is a tzaddik. And we know from his three sons, shame, and we have Aver. You can count on one hand until you get to Avraham the number of righteous individuals in this world. And we have to pause, I believe, for a moment and ask ourselves, why is this the case when in reality 
if I were to ask everybody a very simple question. Why did Hashem create this world? So I can tell you what the Kabbalists answer. And they say the reason why Hashem created this world was because Teva Hatov Lehitiv which means that the nature of the good one, referring to God, is to bestow goodness. Namely, he wanted a world that he could bestow goodness onto the world and onto mankind. So if that's the case, that Hashem is good, and as we read last week, he breathes a living soul, nishmas chayim, of his essence into man. Okay? So, and as we find in this week's parsha, when God gives Noah the seven laws of Noah, the seven basic laws of mankind and civilization, when it comes to murder, the Torah says that unlike in that same paragraph that Noah was given permission to take the life of animals, something which Adam Arishon could not do, who was a vegetarian, now, in contrast to the permissibility of killing animals, in chapter 9, verse 6, Shofech Tam Adam, Adam Damo if man spills the blood of man. By man his blood shall be shed, meaning capital punishment. Why? How important is man? Man is so important because after all, in the image of God, did Hashem make him? So if that's the case, that God is good, a man was made in the image of God, why is it that most individuals, A, historically, and I have to watch my words very carefully, but very possibly even today as well, are not yet good? To prove that I'm right historically, we go to the fifth chapter of Avos, and we look at the second and third Mishnayos. And we're told in the second Mishnah that there were ten generations from Adam to Noah. Why? To show the degree of Hashem's patience. Why? All those generations angered Him increasingly. So what do we see? That mankind did not live up to its potential. And what do we see in chapter 5, Mishnah 3? Ten generations in this week's parasha from Noach v'ar Avraham. And Lodia, the Mishnah tells us, the degree of Hashem's patience. Once again, all these generations angered him increasingly by not living a moral lifestyle. Until Avram came and received the reward of them all. So now, my obvious question is, if God is good, a man was given the opportunity to be good, why unfortunately, is, was he, is he, not the way he should be. And, ouch, a further 
ouch is that Rashi, in his commentary last week, in Bereshis, chapter 2, Pasuk 4, on the word, told Shemaim Rashi knows that this world was created with the letter Hey. As we know, and Rashi points out, with an opening at the bottom, symbolizing man's descension into oblivion if he's not successful in leading a righteous life. And in addition, Rashi tells us that we are taught that the world to come is symbolized by the letter Yud, the smallest letter. Why? Teaching that those privileged to go there are like the letter Yud, the minority of the population. So if everything should be so good, why is it not? The Orachayim HaKadosh in last week's parasha of Bereshis in chapter 3, Pasuk 4, when he analyzes Adam's sin of eating from the Eitz Hadas, he asks straight out, why did Hashem not diminish the power and attraction of the Yetzer Horah, the evil inclination, thus making man's mastery over it easier and more manageable? In other words, don't make this world so challenging for man, and therefore man will be able to get greater reward. And his answer is straight out. In accordance with the challenge and the effort to defeat the Yetzir Hara is the reward and benefit for both this world and the world to come. He, the Orachayim, cites the Mishnah at the end of the fifth chapter of Avos, whereby we're taught Lefum Tsara Agra, that in accordance with the exertion is the reward, or in simple English, no pain, no gain. Now the Ramchal, in his Das Tvunos, explains that the good that Hashem extends to man, what is this good, Teva Tov Lahetiv, is the opportunity for man to connect with and benefit from the Shekhinah, the Divine. And the only way to accomplish this interestingly, is to fulfill the 611th commandment of the Holachta Bidrachav as found in Devarim, chapter 28, Pesach 9, which means to walk in Hashem's ways, Mahurachum Rachum, as He is kind, merciful, does acts of kindness by emulating Hashem, who is all-giving, man is to follow and give by performing acts of kindness and spirituality. And interestingly, were man to receive a reward without performing and without accomplishing, this would be degrading for man and debasing for him. This is what our rabbis call na'ama Dikisufa, literally bread of shame. That a person who doesn't work for it and is given the reward or benefit on a silver platter really can't appreciate it because he know that he really didn't and doesn't deserve it.
So perhaps this is a further way of understanding what our rabbis teach when they say in the Gemara Shabbos, 127a, based upon the beginning of Parshas Vayera, Gedola hachnosas orchim mikabolas peneashchina, that receiving guests is greater than greeting the divine presence. Why? For it's better to have a relationship with Hashem in a manner of giving, namely by our emulating Him and our giving to others, which is hachnosas orchim, by bringing people into our home and giving them, and thereby emulating His, Hashem's character, than to encounter Hashem by simply kabolas penehashchina, man being the recipient without his putting out. And how appropriate this is for this Shabbos. For indeed, we take note to give special hakoras hatov to Chief Rabbi Warren Goldstein of South Africa, who conceived of the idea last year of a campaign that he called the Shabbos Project, whereby every observant Shabbos, those who observe Shabbos in South Africa, were urged to invite a family that does not yet observe Shabbos, to invite them in, to allow them to experience the incredible gift of Shabbos. And last year, over 20,000 people observed Shabbos for their first time. And now, this Shabbos all over the world, Jewish people who observe the Shabbos have been urged, and it's not too late, invite into your home tonight, invite them today, as soon as you hear the end of the program, invite somebody to come tonight for the Shabbos meal, to come tomorrow for the Shabbos meal, to experience Shabbos Firsthand to see the beauty of Shabbos, to see the Lechem Mishnah, to see the special meal, to see the Divrei Torah, to see the Zemiros, and to realize, oh, we don't cook on Shabbos, to see the Blech, to see the entire environment, and how appropriate this would be meaningful to any and every Shabbos, but how appropriate that a, the Zohar, and al Kabbalah, Noach is compared to Shabbos. But more significant, Noach excels at Achnosas Orchim. He is the Machnes Oreach par excellence. He is the one that literally takes in all of the creatures into his Teva and saves them and brings forth a new, meaningful world and society based upon Olam Chesed that which he extends kindness to all of the animals. What emerges from this is the realization that meaning, purpose, and fulfillment in this world is really, as we find at the beginning of the Mesilas 
Yesharim, namely, that we should be omeid binisayon, that we're put into this world to overcome the obstacles and master the challenges of the evil inclinations. And therefore, inherent in the initial question that I asked was the idea and the thought that tests, nisyonos, and challenges are not really good for man. But the Ramban in his commentary on the Akedah in Beratius teaches that Hashem only tests those that can pass the test. Avram became the great father of our nation because he was tested with ten tests and he Cast them all. And like the word nisoyon, nis, is not simply a test, but it means to elevate, as in a banner. Avram became elevated and actualized his potential as a result of the tests. And so, too, each and every one of us is to realize that we possess a unique mission, each person and potential, and a unique array of challenges is for you each one your own, which is God's way of offering His lahative, His ultimate goodness, enabling each person to grow and earn the best of this world and the next. And indeed, the Orachayim HaKadosh, that we mentioned earlier, in chapter 3, Pasuk 4 in Bereshis, ends his treatment of this most important concept with the words, Ashreya'am Shekachalo, praiseworthy, is the people for whom this is so, and Halavai, we should learn from Parshas Noach to put things in the right perspective, and rather than say, look how bad they were, look how bad others are, look how great each and every one of us can please God become. Shabbat Shalom to all.